Are you an aspiring podcaster who is working toward growing your show with the hope to start earning money from sponsors? Yeah, I was too, and so thankful to come across Podcorn. Nope, I didn't say popcorn, though that does kind of sound good right now. Podcorn connects advertisers with podcasters, so for you, the podcaster, it takes the guessing out of which brands actually want to advertise on a podcast. When you sign up with Podcorn, you are alerted when new sponsorship opportunities become available. The website is very user-friendly, thank goodness. Heck, that's how I got the opportunity for Podcorn to sponsor my show. You are able to scroll through their list of sponsors to find one that would ideally match their brand to your target audience. There are so many to consider. When you find one you are interested in, simply click on the advertiser and let them know how you would like to advertise their product on your podcast and what your fee is, along with the dates you would be placing the advertisement. You really should check out their website at podcorn.com. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com, not popcorn. View available sponsorship opportunities for your podcast today. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca and I'm the creator and host of this important yet controversial podcast. I hope everybody's doing okay. It is Halloween actually today, the day that I'm recording this and so I'm trying to get things done before any trick-or-treaters might come around. I I don't know. You know, I know a lot of families are not wanting to take their kids out and I understand that. I'm just, I'm thankful personally that my kids are grown up and I don't have to worry about having to, you know, change things like they were used to growing up. You know, we'd all band together, my sister and her kids, and we would, you know, hit the neighborhood and our kids would be freezing cold because it's either raining or cold. Actually, today out here in the Pacific Northwest, it's blue skies and it's a little crisp out there, but uh, I'll take that over rain. I almost said snow. We hardly get snow out here. (laughs) Now that I said that, of course we will. So anyways, enough about that. Hope everybody's been doing well. I've had some amazing um, emails come through lately. Um, Some ladies have found me through listening to the podcast, and they sent me some emails, and they are just letting me know that they are so happy they found it. Um, it's been helpful for them. They're interested in submitting their stories. And and that it was good to know and to find something that wasn't judging these women. 
Um, I've had some people come and say, and and I don't say this across the board, but you know that men are just not judged when it comes to infidelity like women have been. And I explain, yeah, that's kind of why I did what I did because you. You're a woman, you do that, you're a tramp. And if you do that, you're a man, you know? Yeah, maybe you're an asshole, but, you know, it seems to be overlooked a little bit more. And again, that's just my opinion um, from my own experiences. I'm certainly not saying that that's the case for everybody, um, but it it is noticed, I guess. And so I just want to welcome these new ladies into our group of listeners and um, let them know that we're all here, you know, we're all in the same boat. And we're just trying to get past things that have happened or working through what's happening at the moment. Um, and that, again, they are not alone. And they know they can reach out to me if they just need to vent because they know I will not judge them. Well, before we get to today's story about Nia, I wanted to share an article today. It's from Psychology Today by Ryan Anderson, PhD. The name of it is called The Truth About Why We Try to Steal Each Other's Partners. Um, And it was posted back in August of 2015. And I'll have the link to the article um, in the episode notes. So this is what uh, Ryan Anderson says. The truth about why we try to steal each other's partners. The principle of mate copying and how it can torpedo relationships. We need to discuss poaching, specifically mate poaching or stealing someone else's partner, not Ivory. According to many sources, the international divorce rate has been rising and continues to creep up year after year. It is not uncommon for a country-specific rate to exceed 50%, so it may be safer to assume that a marriage won't last than that it will. Are people not as committed as they once were? Are there more options these days? Do people feel they need to explore other possibilities? And if so, why? This trend may alarm many people, but to say it is symptomatic of moral decay may not be accurate. Finding the right romantic partner is one of our biggest challenges. Clearly, indiscriminate selection is problematic. Not just anyone will do. They need to be, generally, someone that you want to spend time with and possibly reproduce with. Everyone on Earth today has descended from people who were able to effectively solve the puzzle of finding an appropriate romantic partner and reproducing them. Your own parents, presumably, appealed to each other for at least some period of time, even if it was just moments, as did their respective parents and their parents' parents. This blog has previously explored the idea of mate copying, the idea that you adjust your opinion of the opposite sex according to their romantic history. For example, if you are a woman and your friend Jane is going out with a guy named Steve, you will probably consider that Steve has at least something going for him romantically. After all, he appealed to Jane. Steve has something that appeals to Jane and possibly to the opposite sex individuals in general. To put it more simply, mate copying is basically a social popularity heuristic whereby those making choices about who to partner with, quote, copy the mate preferences of same-sex others. Mate copying involves adjusting your romantic opinion of someone else, but not necessarily doing anything about it. Mate poaching, however, introduces action. Poaching involves two key elements, 
One, pursuit. The pursuit of someone that is already in a relationship, and the poacher knows it. Two, intent. The intention to pry a person away from their partner. Although conceptually alike, it should be stressed that there is a big difference between copying and poaching. Liking something after seeing someone else use it, copying, is reasonably normal. After all, imitation is a staple of human existence. All of us copy, mimic, emulate at some point. We might, quote, borrow or pay homage to somebody else's hairstyle, business strategy, or the way they dance. But seeing someone else's wallet and then walking over and taking it, poaching, is very different from admiring it, copying. Have you ever had a girlfriend or boyfriend stolen from you by another? Have you ever been the object of someone else's unsuccessful or successful attempt at luring you away from your partner? Or have you been the perpetrator in such a scenario? In any event, you have then experienced the phenomenon of mate poaching, an alarming common practice among 20-somethings and among people in general, especially from Europe or South America. In fact, a study involving nearly 17,000 people from 53 countries found that poaching is quite common in South America and in Southern, Eastern, and Western Europe. It's comparatively more rare in Africa and in South, Southeast, and East Asia. Men attempt poaching much more often than women, Poachers have similar personality characteristics, such as extroversion and disagreeableness. That's a hard one to say. Disagreeableness. <laughs> there are strong social reasons not to mate poach. Try to take someone else's partner is dangerous. You may incur the wrath of an angry boyfriend or girlfriend and wind up getting your offense beaten out of you. You also risk becoming a social outcast if word gets around about your predatory style. Although indications of a willingness to commit are often considered desirable in dating, a number of studies have found that women prefer single men to men in relationships. As with any other practice, though, if the benefits of poaching seem positive enough, it will persist. The payoff of a new mate and potentially new offspring may be compelling. And yet the risks are substantial and the consequences potentially devastating. It's certainly not attractive for the faint at heart. I find that interesting um, that it says that women are less likely to go after somebody's man. And I know that um, in affair situations, um, especially if a woman is already married, a lot of times they're not trying to steal the other man. Maybe they are, um, they know that man is taken and they just want to see if they can achieve that goal of grabbing them. And, you know, I'll be honest, as hard it is for me to want to admit it, um, I would do that when I was married. I didn't care if the man was married or not. I didn't want a committed relationship with him. I just wanted to find out if I myself could get him if I wanted. And um, yeah, it worked out in that direction. Not saying that was a good thing to do. Um, and I'm just one person here. So I guess the studies are showing that it's more common for men to go after maybe their buddy's wife or something like that. And of course, you see those things on TV, right? <laughs> but anyways, I will have, like I said, the episode notes if you want to read a little bit more in that guy's blog about, uh, you know, what he was talking about. Infidelity. 
both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I asked her later why she didn't tell me she liked the kind of sex she had with him. She said it was novel for the first couple times, but she swore she didn't like what he was doing. I'm not sure I believed it. Why keep going back? I'm sure in hindsight she feels that way now, but I never got over the nagging doubt that she enjoyed the sex with him more than me. I also never got over the feeling that she looked back at what they did and with good memories. He was bigger than me, in better shape, younger, and the sex was new. I never got over that. Again, she swears she looks at it with disgust, but who knows? Why would she ever admit it? To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. All right, let's get started with Nia's story. I grew up middle-class with a large family in the Midwest. I have five brothers and one sister. I placed fourth in the birth order as the first girl. My parents are still together 41 years to date. I was restricted for the most part. I was not allowed to run the streets and get into trouble. I became an introvert at a young age. Boys were consistently after me, and with that, I found myself into several fights with other females usually over a boy. I was selective in who I gave my attention to. As a dark-skinned black girl, and for whatever reason, any boy outside my race were the only ones who felt crazy over me. So as a young teen, I had never dated a black boy. Around the age of 17, I started dating Grant, who I eventually married six years later. At 17 years old, he trapped me into pregnancy where I birthed triplets. He was a controlling asshole. Thinking back, I was too young to be dating him for he was six years older than me. I knew within my heart when I married him that I didn't love him. I was too young and felt forced into growing up before my time. Grant molded me into what he wanted his image to perceive, and when I turned 25 years old with four kids by him, I was transitioning into a phase of conquering goals that I had set for myself. 
If it were up to Grant, I would remain married to him no matter how miserable I was and continue to have his kids. He often told me that no other man would ever want a woman with so many kids, and he didn't believe in higher education. I had to quit my job as a teacher and become a stay-at-home mom. I quickly learned that life isn't for me. I suffered badly from depression and my self-worth. So I found a part-time job working at night. I actually enjoyed my job. It was a dirty job with the majority being men. I didn't mind. I grew up with a lot of brothers. At this point in time, I had mentally checked out with connecting with Grant. I simply just wanted to be out of the marriage. I stayed struggling, feeling like I was dying inside. I didn't know how to leave. Meanwhile, I'd been hanging out with a young white boy, strictly platonic friendship. I never would have guessed that he was into dating an older black girl with a bunch of kids who was married. (laughs) Well, one night he fully expressed his feelings, shocking the hell out of me. He surely said he loved me, but I was married, so he had no chance of making me his. Little did I know, I was on a journey to find myself without a husband. Braxton and I became way more than friends over the next two years. Finally, I filed for divorce and Braxton and I relocated out of the state for a few years. We have been together 14 years and married eight now. I cringe when I think of the saying, how you get her is how you lose her. Despite my decisions for the last year, I don't want to leave my husband, but the pattern that I'm seeing within myself confuses me. Braxton and I have maintained a healthy and fulfilling life together. We struggle working as a team sometimes, but nothing at all that has ever been us wanting to throw away everything we've built. There is so much that I have had to endure and I wouldn't want to go through it with anyone but Braxton. The both of us can be misunderstood, but we understand each other's silence. My husband cannot be any more perfect. Ace fills a void within me. I wish I knew exactly what the void is so that I could overcome it by looking for it in my husband. It's definitely not the sex with Ace, for he has erectile dysfunction. We've had a few good sessions, but nothing mind-blowing. I would certainly rather have sex with my husband. At one time, I would say it was his gift to say all the right things that I wanted and needed to hear. His words were like porn to me. It has been such an emotional ride in the last year with Ace. In the beginning, we would fight and say things to each other that were horrible. We have tried so many times to simply end it, but our communication doesn't last more than two days. And we evaluate what caused us to blow up and move forward with a better understanding of how each other operates. Over the last year and a half, we have flown to the state that the other person lives in more than a handful of times. Our encounters are always intense. Somewhere during the visit when everything is going perfect in person, we always have a blow up. After things simmer down, we are back to having sex and good conversations. Once a blow up resulted in a physical altercation where he was choking me and I was close to shooting him. I have never had a man put their hands on me. The incident made me view him completely different. He does things that I would not find manly or attractive, but maybe it's tolerable for me because I don't connect with him on a consistent basis. 
Much to my surprise, I thought we would always plan a hookup now that I've relocated and we both stay in the same state. With Corona happening and him living on the road, it has been the longest space in time where we have gotten together. I can admit that I found myself to be selfish when it came to my husband. He was the one thing in my life that I didn't have to share. He has no siblings, no crazy ex-girlfriends, wife, baby mothers, no high-maintenance friends that require him to hand out. Just me. So after many years of therapy and several thousand dollars, I made the decision to reverse my tubes and give him kids. I knew that I would change the dynamics of our relationship. I told him multiple times I'd rather have a lifetime of happiness with no kids than have kids and destroy our relationship. Now that our kids together are five years and four years, I feel pushed onto the back burner and I have to share him. He is an amazing father and the kids are obsessed with him. I hate myself for feeling like I'm second to them because I know that is not true. If anything, he loves me deeper for giving him kids. The crazy thing that I can't even wrap my head around is that I do love my husband with my every being in my soul. I can honestly say I am still crazy in love with him. I have not had one intention ever to leave him. Our marriage is solid as it comes. I've been through a bad marriage before and I will not allow myself in another marriage or relationship being miserable. I do not know what is wrong with me. I'm not sure if I even want this affair to end. I often wonder if it's causing my marriage to be stronger in the oddest of ways. I am more concerned that Ace will ultimately end his long-term relationship in hopes that I will leave my husband for him. I don't want to continue wanting to have temporary highs or solicited attention until it falls apart. It's killing me to have these desires, but it would also hurt to end things with Ace. I know that we could not go on and just be friends. Both of us would fail. I truly do not know what to do. Wow, Nia, wow. The first thing that I'm going to say about this other than thank you for submitting is I want you safe. Affair aside, the capabilities of things getting violent with you and Ace is scary to me. And uh, when you're looking at the affair with him and you're looking at your family and your life, you know, really look at it. What What is it here that Ace brings to your your life? Um, you said it's not sex. Um, is it just somebody that you can kind of have to yourself um, when you need him kind of a thing? Um, because I know if, if it's been hard for you to transition, nothing against your children, of course, but being able to have your husband's attention 100% of the time before, and then um, adding to your family, you know, of course, children always change the dynamics in a relationship. Um, could that have pushed you further into this guy's arms because you feel you can get 100% of his attention? Um, I don't know. And I, it sounds like you've been, you know, seeing a therapist, and I'm glad um, for that. I just, bottom line, worry about your safety. You've got children who love you and a husband who loves you. And, you know, I don't want this guy going crazy one day and hurting you. 
any more than he already has. So whatever you do, please just consider making sure that you're safe and work on trying to figure out what it is. And I know you truly don't know what to do. And that's how you ended it. Um, It's going to be probably the best and the safest if you could just get yourself away from him. Break away from him, you know, getting away from his phone, um, social media, blocking it and not looking back. Because as this goes on, if he becomes more possessive of you of anything, it just could get ugly for you and scary for you. And I don't want you to get hurt. Um, so touch base with me. I, I you know, want to make sure you're okay and you're doing okay. Um, I, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, it's, this is a hard one because even yourself, you're not even sure why. So I think though, the only one that's going to be able to find out why is yourself as you continue doing some soul searching, um, and really thinking about what it is that could be causing this. And maybe it is something within your marriage that you don't even realize. So just take care of yourself. Thank you all for tuning into today's episode and listening to Nia's story. I appreciate all the support and the listeners. Um, As you heard earlier, I have a Patreon. I've had a couple of great new subscribers. So excited. Um, There are so many extra stories on there. It's, it's, you know, extra stories. You think you like what you're listening to now? You can have a whole bunch more on Patreon. It's $3 a month plus tax. I mean, it's month to month. So it's not like you're committing to a long term thing. Just maybe sign up for a month, check it out. If you don't like it, you can always get back out of it. Um, It's no big deal. I don't take it personally, completely, totally, maybe a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Also, I have merch now. Um, So if you actually go to my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you are going to find links to, or you just click on the menu to the merch store, which is going to actually reroute you to Etsy. I've got um, face masks or face coverings, whatever they call them these days, shirts, um, hoodies, coffee mugs, journals, just fun things that all just say no judgment, Uh, just simply that. Um, You can continue voting for me as your favorite podcast. You can keep voting and voting and voting. You don't have to stop. Um, And there's actually room in there for you to vote for other podcasts as well. Um, But there's a place to click on that. Um, You can click on uh, the Patreon button and you can join from there. You can send me an email. You can fill out the contact information. Um, You can listen to stories from the website. I have the links to the podcast there as well. And you will notice up at the very top where it'll say coming soon um, will be the no judgment. um, I don't even know my own thing. The no judgment infidelity recovery coaching that will be coming hopefully in 2021 as I'm in the middle of learning and studying between doing the podcast, working full time and working another job part time and reading all these books. Oh, and trying to take care of my household. (laughs) I'm I'm working on it because this is what I want to do ultimately is help women like Nia 
or like you who's listening right now and who's in a situation they don't have anybody to talk to. So I'm excited for that. You can get all that information right from my website. It's real, instead of having to hop around, you know, it's it's great. So um, feel free to message me if you have any questions. And again, thank you so much. I will be back in two weeks for another story. And that story is Nellie. Also, if you have listened to the most recent Midweek Ponder, you heard that um, November 18th will be the last Midweek Ponder of the year. And in January, it is going to be changing to Sundays as well. So it will alternate with these um, stories, the Sunday Raw Truth stories. One Sunday it'll be Raw Truth, one Sunday it'll be Ponder. But it'll be a new name, and it's just going to be called simply Let's Ponder, because it's no longer in the middle of the week. (laughs) But I explain a little bit more about it, and I even play my little um, uh, new introduction for the change of the podcast. Same content, same idea, just a different day and a different title, just because I had to move things around to make it easier on life. So until next time, take care of yourself love one another don't judge each other just try and understand seek to understand and like i always say at least for me no judgment goodbye